Hey there, Foley fam. Heo Husband here, flying solo for the intro to the podcast this week. We're going to be bringing you guys a special episode of the Chick Foley Show. Earlier this week, myself, Sheena, Marco, and our buddy Jordan got together to record a Survivor Series 95 watch-along that we had originally intended to be a Patreon-exclusive episode, but um, due to some reasons I'm going to get into here in a minute, we're going to go ahead and release it totally free right here on the regular feed. So this will give you guys a chance to get hyped up for Survivor Series and also get a free sample of all the amazing content that's available at chickfoleyshow.com in case you guys want to subscribe. So why are we not doing the regular Chick Foley show this week? Um, yesterday, it's Friday night as I'm recording this. So yesterday, which was Thursday morning, uh, myself and Sheena suffered just a devastating loss in our family. Um, our dog, Penny, uh, 10 years old, she passed away um, early in the morning around around about 8 a.m. Uh, we knew she had been sick for a few weeks, but... It really looked like she was starting to turn the corner and we just thought she was going to kick out of it. You know, we just couldn't imagine saying goodbye to Penny um, this soon. We, we have two dogs. Uh, we have our other dog, Presley. She's 16. So not that we wouldn't be totally heartbroken if Presley passed away, but, you know, just kind of the natural order of things. We, we just kind of always expected that, you know, eventually... Presley would pass on and then Penny would be our old dog for a while, but, um, it didn't work out that way. So we said goodbye to Penny. Obviously we're completely devastated. Um, you know, Sheena more than anybody, my, my job uh, requires me to travel overseas for extended periods of time. And, um, there were several times where for months on end, it was just Sheena and the dogs, you know, we had, we had Presley for 10 years and Penny for six years before, um, before Brett, the baby face came along. So they really were like our kids, you know, they were everything to us and, and they still are. Um, but we had to say goodbye to Penny and we're kind of just really like in the thick of the grieving process. So it just didn't, um, she didn't really seem fit to, to record the regular show this week. So we want to give you guys a little treat. Um, you guys know these dogs, especially if you've been listening to the podcast for any amount of time. Uh, Sheena affectionately refers to them as the hounds of justice because they would uh, they would sometimes come in with interruptions at the most inopportune times, but it, it usually made for for some laughs. And obviously, if you guys follow Sheena's uh, her regular personal Instagram, you know the the pups are always all over it. Um, from me and Sheena, we definitely want to say thank you for all the gigantic outpouring of support from from the premium Foley fan members in the Facebook group. Um, you know, Jeff, Scott, and Celeste from the Fully Posable podcast reached out. Uh, the Turnbuckle Tavern guys, Extra Cooler, all the Pod Foundation members. It's really been heartwarming to seeing all the love and support for our family um, because Penny really was she really was special to us, and uh, and she's going to be missed. You know. Um, she was just a, a great dog and there's really nothing that that could replace her. So I don't know whether it's going to be next week, the week after, um, or whenever it is that, that we get back to recording the regular show, but from myself, Sheena and Marco, we want to wish all the Foley fam listeners out there a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, we hope you guys enjoy the survivor series 
uh, episode that we are going to bring you guys this week. And, um, yeah, again, just, just thanks for all, all the love and support. Um, if anybody, uh, you know, if anybody likes to, to partake in, in the beverages, I'm about to pop a cold one, take a drink in, uh, in Penny's honor. And this is still a wrestling podcast. So I, I thought kind of the most appropriate way that, that we could say goodbye to Penny would be to, to give her the, uh, the Tim Bell salute. So let's all share a toast and, um, and we'll kick off the survivor episode, the survivor series episode right after this. Thanks again, guys. the most honored athlete in Federation history. The excellence of execution is going to bring you down. The other, the leader of the new generation. We're going to find out who's the best. Their previous encounters were marred by injustice. Look, it's like a carnage. It's like a back alley gang fight. But this time, the laws have changed. The match can only terminate in a pinfall or submission. The champion. I'm going to take care of you once and for all. The challenger. Diesel. The truck stops here. The title. Your one-year reign's coming to an end. The Survivor Series, November 19th, live on Pay-Per-View. I don't like your odds. What an intro. If you're not hyped up for this podcast, I don't know what's wrong with you. You may want to check your pulse. We're back for another episode. Patreon exclusive, the Chick Foley Show. We're doing a Survivor Series 1995 watch-along. We're going to... Watch the main event. You guys just heard the hype package for it. Bret Hart taking on the world champion Diesel. And we're also going to watch the uh, the one-of-a-kind wildcard match that took place right before the main event. But before we get into that, let me introduce the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? Doing good. I'm getting pumped to kick off uh, some Survivor Series viewership because clearly modern-day WWE, they've given up on Survivor Series. They just kind of just cashed it in, announced who was going to be in the Survivor Series teams on social media. So we're, let's, let's take it back to a, a, a better time. Ouch, Sheena coming in hot on Survivor Series. Yeah. Uh, Marco, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing swell. I was I was all excited and, until Sheena brought her negative energy to uh, I know to this uh, to this episode, but Did we'll, we'll it, see this, we'll see how it goes from here. I thought I thought it was good. I was shitting on the current product, not what we're about to watch. You know, we're about to watch some some enjoyable wrestling, but uh, you know, you guys are so sensitive. <laughs> Speaking of sensitive, we got the man in the Midwest, the fig god himself. It would not be a Patreon episode without Jordan Wells. Jordan, what's up, man? Man, still coming down off the high of last night. Um, as you guys know, I went to full gear last night, and fuck, man, it's a long weekend. So wrap, <laughs> wrap it up with some some Survivor Series. Thank God it's not current product Survivor Series because I'd probably fucking fall asleep. How yeah. long is uh, how long is that drive from Minneapolis to Omaha? That's about five and a half hours. It's not too bad. That's not yeah, bad. That's not too bad. Did you guys stay all night in Minneapolis last night, or did y'all just drive back right after the show? Um, well, if I would have drove back last night, I would probably have put us in a ditch because I was hammered and it was snowing. <laughs> yes. uh, snowing. So, 
it's probably a good idea that I, yeah, it is Minnesota and it's really close to Canada. It snows there all year. I mean, it's kind of a novel idea, I know, but, but yeah, it, no, we stayed the night. So we came back this morning, did some fake hunting in Minnesota and then came back. Anything on the pegs in Minnesota? Not a goddamn thing. And you would think it'd be stuck considering that's where the target headquarters is. It, there was nothing. Hmm. Interesting. Good to I know. just sort of rolled up to the headquarters. Like, hey, where's those Zodiacs at? fucking kept driving past target trucks i'm like hey man zodiacs on there (laughs) it is november 14th 2021 as we're recording this for anybody that uh that goes back and digs into the archives to find this one so yeah jordan was at full gear 2021 last night for AEW. um what's everybody drinking tonight i'll start off i gotta import you know i really try to stay away from the imports but this one caught my eye at uh total wine this past weekend it's a bitburger pilsner so just your standard traditional German Pilsner. This is the foosball edition. So the cans marked up like a uh, soccer ball. Um, and yeah, it's kind of your, your basic uh, Pilsner just stepped up a notch. So keeping it low key tonight, Jordan, what are you drinking? Man, I am drinking a straight up George Remus whiskey with two ice cubes. I, I needed that shit last night. It's called George Remus. George Remus. Oh. It's a bourbon. Got it. Mm. That's I'm just drinking it straight up. I, I need it after last night. Marco, what are you sipping on, man? Um, I made my own uh, concoction. So oh, uh, we know, we know uh, The Rock is the Brahma Bull, and uh, he has his uh, his tequila called Terramana. So I made a drink called the Mana Bull, and it's the, ah. it's Terramana tequila and um, uh, Arizona Mucho Mango fruit juice cocktail. I just knew you were going to say Red Bull. Yeah. Like tequila and Red Bull. That's what I thought it was. Oh, yeah. no. Not yeah. even. That'd be horrible. Yeah. That would be terrible. That sounds like a pretty Remember, tasty cocktail. What was that cocktail that guy ordered that time that you and I both just looked at each other and we were Oh, like, he got a Patron and Coke. Yeah. Oh. Seth, yeah. Seth and I, like, we were sitting we were at a at nice bar. bar. It was like an upscale, like, oh. like a, Lounge like a luxury type bar. Yeah, yeah. bar and stuff and, in Fredericksburg, Virginia. And a guy, we were like at one of the tables off the bar and a dude walked up to the bar and ordered a Patron and Coke. Yeah. And Seth and I just both looked at each other and discussed like, is that I suppose suppose it's possible. Maybe he got him separate. Maybe he got a Coke and a shot of Patron, but the way he ordered it definitely sounded like, like how you'd order a cocktail. Yeah. Like like a rum and Coke. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's disgusting. I mean, even Patron and Sprite, I could almost fathom it because at least Sprite's like citrusy, but, even that would be a reach, man. But yeah, Patron and Coke, they don't even mix. That's like, <laughs> yeah. it had to taste like straight medicine. Yeah, Ugh. so, so gross. And Sheena, tell us what you're drinking tonight. Um, I don't have a beverage in front of me, but I do have a massive pile of uh, Halloween candy. Like I got a, some Skittles, some Haribo, some Starburst. So, uh, you know, I'm getting my, I'm getting my high on um, another way. So I've know? been, I've been heckling Sheena. We have 10 different variety of beers in our fridge right now, and she couldn't be enticed to drink even one of them. I, I think she needs to go to the beer fridge and pick out a selection right now. Oh man. Or at least a, right. have a dough ball. Good God. I, yeah, listen, I, Seth, so I, I wanted to do a drunken gingerbread man, but Seth drank all of our mixers. He drank all I the cream. So I don't I drink would... soda. I don't drink soda by itself. I'm not a soda drinker. But Seth drank all the cream soda, and he drank my Cokes. I, we even got the little, like, cocktail Cokes, the little minis, that, so I could just mix my drinks up. And then Seth pounded uh, Don't be fooled, guys. It was an hour and a half before the show, and I offered to get Sheena anything she wanted to mix with her drinks. He so. did offer to get a DoorDash Coke, but, I mean, 
Jesus Christ, I'm not trying to pay like $15 to get a Coke delivered to the house. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can tell you, you've never done DoorDash before. It would not have been 15 bucks to get a Coke. <laughs> You're correct. I have never done DoorDash. <laughs> All right. So if you are watching along with us on Peacock, the timestamp you're going to navigate to is one hour, 26 minutes, and 18 seconds on the 1995 Survivor Series. You should be seeing uh, Todd Pettengill's face kind of starting to fade into the stadium shot. Howard Finkel's in the ring, and they're about to announce the start of the wild card match. So, uh, Jordan, you all set? I'm ready. Marco, you all set? Ready. All right, guys, I'll say three, two, one, play, and then you hit whatever button you need to hit to uh, start the show. Here we go. Three, two, one, play. All right, so this is the wild card match. Uh, very cool. Uh, this was something that they only did one time, though, and never brought it back. So clearly, uh, Vince McMahon or you know maybe maybe others, but I'm assuming probably just Vince did not like the concept overall, and they did away with it. Uh, this was just a random mix-up between basically all the top faces and heels in the WWF at the time, and uh, they just mixed it up just for the sake of mixing it up. There's really no rhyme or reason to it. Um, you know, we were complaining earlier about the Survivor Series teams just getting announced via social media. This was just on a random episode of Raw. They just announced the teams. There was no, uh, you know, no mechanic to, to who went on what team or whatever. They just kind of randomly sorted it out. And here we are. So this first team here, you got Owen Hart was already in the ring yeah, when they Yoko started it. We caught the tail end of Yoko's entrance. And now we got Dean Douglas, the franchise, Shane Douglas, as ECW fans may know him. Uh, Jordan, were you a big Dean Douglas, Mark, back in the day? Uh, no, not really. I, I do like some Shane Douglas, but I wasn't really a huge fan of uh, Shane Douglas in WWE. Yeah. So. Same. So we had the three heels. The only face on this team is the bad guy, Razor Ramon, looking like a million bucks. The irony. The Intercontinental Champ at this time. <laughs> the bad guy oh, of the good... Of the- yeah. <laughs> He's the only face on the... Uh- Coming out in the green gear. I still think, you know, I, I always like to bring it back to the figures when we do these episodes. I think Razor Ramon is probably the most under um, underutilized legend in Mattel's yeah. line. I mean, we've literally had two elite Razor Ramones in ring gear in over 10 years of uh, Mattel having the lines. Ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I mean, th- even this one, this one looks so good. That vest is dope. Yeah. The, uh, the Defining Moments Razor Ramon, his first one, that was actually my one of my second elite figure. Isn't that the uh, one I got for you and brought it to you in Hawaii? No, no, no. You brought it to WrestleMania 31. Sam oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. But yeah, we got a razor in like his vignette gear looking like Scarface. We got the the pink purple one in the defining moments. And then we got the blue one in the relaunch legends line. And that is it for elite razor Ramon. So start cranking them out, guys. If you got to, if you got to do some repeat uh, releases in the legends line, give us razor. I'll buy any color yeah. they put out. I don't mind having the Scott Hall, though. Scott Hall's pretty sick. Yeah, Scott Hall. There hasn't been a bad Scott Hall figure yet, either. Here comes the Bulldog in the main event pants. James E. Cornette. So, yeah, so the British Bulldog, he's actually in a faction, Camp Cornette, with Yokozuna and Owen Hart during this time. So they're split up on opposite sides. Kind of shows you where the money's at. Jim Cornette comes out with uh, Bulldog instead of Owen and Yoko. Bulldog will be fighting for the world championship at the next month's pay-per-view. Uh, Jordan or Marco, do you guys uh, do either one of you guys have memories of watching this event live uh, back in the day? 
Go ahead, Marco. I actually don't, which is kind of funny. I usually I remember the main event though, definitely. I just don't remember this match fully. This isn't yeah. a repeat match that I would go back and watch over and over again. But um It's a fun it, one, man. I watched it a couple years ago. I think it's aged well. This yeah. was actually this show was actually my eleventh birthday party. You know, my birthday is always <laughs> in November. And uh, I remember it was really it was a big deal because, you know, pay-per-views are on a Sundays and are on a Sunday. And we had it was a school night, but I still got to have two of my friends over to to stay the night. And uh, so that, that was awesome. You know, we, wow. we had a blast. That's how you know. That's how you know your uh, friends had cool parents. Oh, yeah. I should. I definitely should have watched this match more because I was definitely a Sid Mark back in the day. Yeah, Sid's the man. And I'm still I'm still mad that they didn't. Uh, Copyright that as a for the fans of uh, Sid called call them Sid Marks instead of <laughs> Skid Marks. So how uh, look how um, damp Sid is already. I didn't want to use the uh, the M word, but uh, moist. Yeah, yeah. yeah that there you go. One. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, we always used to order uh, the big four pay per views at my parents' house, and they used to have my friends over for all these ones. So I remember this one really well. It's a pretty badass event. Uh, I mean, you go back to starting from uh, the first match where you had uh, Marty Jannetty's team going up against uh, the Body Donna's team. There's a good, there's a pretty badass women's match. This is where we had the debut of the Undertaker with the Phantom of the Opera mask as well. Yep. He just cleaned yep. house. Like Speaking of moist, team. we have uh, Mr. Ahmed Johnson walking down, always looking like a million bucks. Yeah, I still think Ahmed Johnson never got his just due, man. I guess I suppose it's because he got hurt. Uh, so much, but this dude was just awesome back in the day. He was so over. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was. I was. I was big on him too. Sheen, you a big Ahmed fan? Yeah, I'm really enjoying the uh, glittery body oil that yeah. he that he's Cor- rocking. For sure. I mean, if you, uh, if you can't be over rocking, you know, iridescent glitter all over your body, then I don't know what what we should what you should do. Yeah, you get those pecs to shine somehow. I like how this dude in the second row is flipping him off. Like if that if I'm at through a punch, it wouldn't cave that dude's face in. Yeah. <laughs> There's just so much oil. I just don't wow. wonder how these guys ever picked one another up. You know, like when you just like slip through. Like if you were getting ready to get tombstone, to just like slide out. Yikes! That's yep. what she said. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. This is Shawn Michaels' uh, first match back since forfeiting <laughs> the Intercontinental Championship the month prior at In Your House. Oh, this dude. Uh, this version of Shawn Michaels is the best because you know all the antics that are happening with this guy. Now you do anyway. But he's still the biggest baby face out in front of the fans. Yep. Yep. I think this actual look right here was one of the choices in the um, – in the fan takeover poll for the next HBK Ultimate Edition. This is a solid look. Yeah, it is. Dude, it, it's fun going back and watching these Survivor Series, but it also kind of depresses you that they don't take this event seriously at all anymore. Yeah, it's one of the big ones in in name only. I, I love this pay-per-view. I always have, and th- th- this pay-per-view is the fifth of the big ones now. It's pretty sad. I don't even think, yeah, I feel like Hell in the Cell is almost more of a big deal than Money in the Bank or than uh, Survivor Series at this point. Yeah, Money oh, yeah. in the Bank's definitely passed it up. It sucks, man, because this this is so much fun to watch when we were kids. Like, I just remember this was always like you said around your birthday, around Thanksgiving, and yeah, it was it was always just you knew that you were going to get a good show. I mean, 
get teams together that you'd never see again. I mean, it was just awesome. And the December pay-per-views were, uh, even once they went to the monthly pay-per-views, the December ones were usually kind of throwaways anyway. So this was like really your last big event for the year uh, until the Royal Rumble came up in January. Yeah. How how awkward it was it for all of them just to circle around Shawn Michaels while he addresses in front of them? That must yeah. have been a... I'm sure that's the least offensive thing they saw back at you know that day. Uh, true. Can you imagine all the things that go on backstage? I'm sure they're they're just like you know, oh not yeah, even, not even phased. So for Team Sean, you got Sean and Ahmed as the baby faces, and Bulldog and Sid as the heels. So we got three faces, five heels in this match, and they are uh, spread out across the two teams. Karate Fighters was the presenting sponsor so for this match. Do you guys have Karate Fighters? I, I still remember. Me and my brother used to brawl with those things. Yep. You try to stick your finger in between those little kicks they'd have going, smash your finger and shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then I remember uh, they were they, the figures, if they popped them off the stands, they kind of scaled up. And I actually had them in my fig fed. When there was NWO Japan... When that was a thing, those were like my two NWO ninjas in my fig fed. Sean Michaels uh, Ra- rocking Razor the not taking a, Razor doesn't like uh, Dean Douglas too much. If if, if you ever seen those like shoot interviews, uh, they weren't they weren't none of those guys are big fans of uh, of good old Dean back yeah, in the day. The click, uh, the click had it out for old Shane. Screwed him up. You know, they they hooked him up with the like 10 minute long Intercontinental Championship reign the month prior to this when Sean forfeited yeah. to him and then Razor beat him right away. So the only guys in this match, and actually we have three, three guys out of this match, we have not gotten uh, elites of with Ahmed, Owen, and Dean Douglas. And it's five if you want to ex- expand it out to uh, Mr. Fuji. And James E. Cornette on the outside. Jordan, if you could pick one of these guys to get a figure, who would it be? Ahmed Johnson, no question. Yeah. I don't even think it's debatable, honestly. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you especially now we got Jazzwares getting uh, getting us an Owen. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think Mattel would crush it with an Ahmed. He's always had such a toyetic look with all the crazy pads and everything anyways. You got to have a Fuji, man. We'll get. Yeah. A, I think we'll get a Fuji eventually. He'll be one of the Build-A-Figures, I would, I would assume. Yeah, we need two though, man. We need we need the the devious one, and then we need when he became like the sensei. Yeah. Skin the cat, Sean. This was Sean's look in uh, series two of the uh, Jack's Bone Crunching action figures. Uh Oh, the dreaded tennis racket. Owen and Sean would uh, fight the very next night on Raw when they had the the legendary angle where uh, Owen put Sean on the shelf for a couple months with that big kick. Yep. Look at these shirts in the front row. We got the old lady rocking the bread all over print under over the top of a white dress shirt, and then we got the Sean all over print just a couple of seats later. Yeah. Oh, she's got the collar popped out and everything. I love that look. I think I might rock that. She's got like a yeah the white <laughs> dress shirt underneath. It's good look. That is a good look. Maybe I can rock one of my like you know witchy kimonos underneath uh, an all over print shirt. Marco would love it. <laughs> yeah. Or glad, a lot of hit, glad a lot of Hitman representation in the front row. Well, he was fighting like, in the main event tonight. Wear like a turtleneck or a dicky under it. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. 
She almost has like a like a pilgrim type of a setup there with the it pilgrim is, colors. It is Thanksgiving season, so see there we go. Maybe they put her there for a reason. She, she's a plant. She had, to, she had to take her hat off that uh, you know that hat with the buckle on the top. They made her remove it because the person behind couldn't see. <laughs> Why does the dude next to her look terrified? Because he's sitting next to a pilgrim. He's like eight feet away from Ahmed Johnson and Sid and he's Bulldog like, too. Bulldog could be kind of unstable also with the fans. He's he's trying to figure out how she's still Andy, alive. Cornet's down there too, so. True. Very unstable. Very unstable. And he has a weapon, so. Well, a Vader bomb from Dean Douglas. Do you can't help but you can't help but like look for me anyway. Just looking at Shawn Michaels and seeing legit like uh Adam Cole and and uh the young bucks. Like they they're like almost like offsprings of, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> of yeah. Shawn for Michaels sure. like, to yeah. the T. It's crazy. What I said about it. Look at that. The freaking uh, Saigon kick from freaking uh, Ahmed, man. He was athletic as hell, man. Now he's trying to pick up Yoko. He bit off more than he could chew with that one. Yeah, he had body he body slammed him on Raw on his first ever appearance, but you can't you, you can't body slam somebody unless it's like, you know, the closing moments of a match. That's that's just a yeah. kayfabe rule. Somebody like Yoko Zuna anyways. Yoko decided he was going to pick up a few more LBs for the next time he met uh, Ahmed. Yeah, this is definitely the phase of Yokozuna's career where he looks like he's about 35 pounds heavier every time you see him. Yeah. That's a lot of fabric on those pants. <laughs> it is, dude. Well, I wonder what the thread count is on that. <laughs> I love Yoko, and it's it's all... After seeing that documentary, like seeing stuff like this, it's even more like... Uh, sad yeah. kind of depressing you know you're like because you just knew like everything was kind of going downhill from here you know yeah, yeah. Ahmed wrestling with the hoop earring and I would be very nervous to be in a, a pro wrestling match with a hoop earring in I think if, think if you were uh, Jeff Hardy he's got a hoop ear lobe Oof. true yeah I feel like that's almost better though unless you got Randy Orton sticking a screwdriver to it I uh, you guys see the Karate Fighters blimp floating around up in the top of the arena? Uh, I missed it. That's what we need back in wrestling in uh, 2021. We need in stadium blimps. These two little guys right behind Owen right now, um, on the hard cam side, like they're kind of like in the middle of the arena. They they just like scream 90s children, dude. Like they're two two little kids with bowl cuts and uh, yeah, I see who you're talking about like <laughs> five rows back. Yeah. I mean, they yeah, were they just look, like the essence of the 90s. Yeah, they're like the home improvement kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> JTT. <laughs> Is that Jonathan Taylor Thomas? It might be him as a kid. You never know. No, I wouldn't. I could spot I could spot a <laughs> 90s Jonathan Taylor Thomas from a mile away, dude. I had every teen and Tiger Beat photo. Of, I remember uh, JTT. John- he's actually part of the WWE universe. Remember, he was, yeah. at, uh, he was one of the right. celebrities at WrestleMania 11. That's right. Remember back in the day, every WrestleMania, they would just parade out a random mix of celebrities to be like guest timekeepers and announcers and shit. Yeah. Nice double team from uh, Ahmed and Shawn Michaels. Uh oh, time for a little sweet chin. Yeah, there was some sort of, um, you know, meme that was going around not too long ago. And it was like, you know, if you want to feel old, just know that Jonathan Taylor Thomas is now the age that. Tim the Toolman Taylor was during that uh, 
that run. I was like, oh, okay. Ugh. Wonderful. Oof. Great. Wonder oh, whatever man. happened to Randy and Brad. Here goes Dean. Dean Dean got hit by his own partner. Classic, uh, classic Survivor Series kayfabe conundrum right there. Uh, basically, you, you're operating with about 70% of your normal XP, so... So yeah, it doesn't take much to get pinned at Survivor Series. Now here we go. These guys, the brother-in-laws, are they are they going to go at it? You know, Owen doesn't care. He's so devious. At the end of the day, he'll still he'll attack anybody. Oh yeah, he's a black heart man. He's too damn selfish. He'll kick your leg up <laughs> under your leg. Owen and uh, Owen and Yokozuna had been the tag team champs till about a month and a half before this. You should have known these lines. He's shaking with the left hand. Yeah, he is. Oh wow! Oh, see, they both went for it. See, they yeah. they they know each other too well. Maybe that's a Canadian thing, Seth. You don't know. <laughs> True. This wow. is possible. This is a uh, a timely episode. It was just last week that Chalkline dropped the Aqua Razor Ramon shorts based off of uh, off his attire from this match. That's right. Is it Aqua? It looks really green. I think it'll just look green because it was like gold lights hitting it. Um, because it was gold lights hitting it on the entrance and gold, oh, and, yeah. gold okay, and blue yeah, mixed yeah. together yeah. or yellow and blue mixed together makes green. So, oh wow, primary nice color lesson for in, uh, yeah. yeah, elementary lesson we got going on here. <laughs> Sean, now we get some. Now we get. Now we get some razor action. He hasn't. He hasn't been in the whole match just yet. These guys had a series of classics at this point. You see Razor pointing up to the ceiling, saying, "Ain't no belt up there tonight." They had uh, the WrestleMania 10 ladder match, and then the rematch was just a couple months prior at SummerSlam 95. So they really did do a good job of weaving in a whole lot of different stories uh, yeah. into this match. There's the Karate Fighters blimps, Sheena. See it oh, up yep. at the top? Uh, yeah, there <laughs> it is. So this was something that was around from like 95 through 97. They would just have a blimp, and whoever the sponsor was, they'd have it plastered on there. And uh, it would just float around the stadium. Blimps were a, were a much bigger advertising tool back in the uh, the nineties. Yeah, don't you remember how much of a big deal it was when the Goodyear blimp was at like a football game? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. it's like they had to make it known the Goodyear blimp <laughs> is here. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like I re- I still remember it was at um, one of the Nebraska games I went to, and I was like, "Holy crap, the blimp is here!" Like it was like a huge <laughs> deal. And why was it? I don't even know why Goodyear even had a blimp. They make tires. Shouldn't they have something based on like being on the road? Yeah, but maybe maybe blimps are made out of rubber. They're made out of Goodyear rubber. You know, and what's the purpose of a blimp? I don't really understand. Who flies in blimps? Is it just for advertising? Like I've never heard of anybody like traveling in a blimp. You know, well, guess you've never traveled. I suppose in a blimp. it's. Uh, I don't. I really don't know what the application of a blimp would be for. I if you wanted who to fly for a long time but not go very far. <laughs> it's yeah. like oh, the that, that and the hot air balloon. I'm like, what 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 are we doing here? You know? It seems like there are much safer, more efficient ways to uh to travel. I'm, I'm gonna pull up the Google machine. Like, what is the purpose of a blimp? I just looked it up. So like early uses of a blimp was for surveillance in World War. Yeah, it makes sense. Because you got a long uh, yeah. time you could stay up in the air and you mm. don't gotta travel a long ways. Yeah. Okay. How about that razor's edge on Sean, man? That was just such a tremendous finishing move. And Ahmed came in with a flying tomahawk chop to break up the pin. 
very high fuel efficiency. And the way things yep. are going, we'll all be traveling in blimps for long. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I'm buy up that Goodyear stock. I'm going to take, my, take my blimp to WrestleMania. I say, I say bring back hot air balloons. <laughs> yeah. Hell no, I ain't going up and up in no hot air balloon, bro. Go straight up. We used to we used to have a hot air balloon show in uh, my little hometown, and um, it was cool. Mm. But as you get older, you get more fearful of things, and I'm like, no. Look, we got gold dust back here in the back. You see the guy with the face paint? He's representing. We have uh, Razor, Razor and uh, Sean on the ground from a double knockout. Referee's counting them out right now. I think the problem with matches like these, like the fans, I think it's hard for them to really get behind somebody. You know what I mean? Because it's a team match, but it's the individuals in the match. That's who they actually like. Yeah. Oh. Here comes Sid, the master and the ruler. The blind tag. Man, I'm going way too deep dive on blimps right now. I got to (laughs) stop. Remember Nickelodeon used to have one too. Yep. Goodyear apparently had three blimps. Three different blimps? Mm-hmm. Wow. How crazy is it to think that as awesome as, as Razor Ramon is right here, he was he would be out of WWE in about six months. Mm. Yeah. That is insane. Sid, to what are you gonna shoes. do? Don't get too creative here, Sid. I guess we could say with the razor, the more things change, the more they stay the same. You know, yeah, it so, still feels like that. Look, he's got the tan and bed lines on his um, butt cheeks. You know how when you like lay, I don't know if you guys know. Um, nope, when, we don't. When you lay in the tan and bed, you know your your butt cheek has that fold, and uh, it doesn't get tan. And he's got the little butt cheek folds. Yeah, I was I was born with a permanent one, so I don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> God. I haven't been in a tanning bed in probably like 15 years, but uh, I used to. Isn't there a way? Could you like? Isn't there a way to like cover it or something like that? Wouldn't you just like? You could. You could just open your. You know, you you change positions in the tanning bed to try to get all angles. Like you flip over and you know lay lay on your uh, lay on your belly. <laughs> I'd probably just spray tan. <laughs> Done plenty of that too. Yeah, spray tanning. Yeah, not much different there, Mark. I gotta lift up your butt cheeks for him to spray I mean, it underneath. I mean, instead of like wearing laying in awkward positions, at least it's like, you know, just sprayed up. And it's colored in. You, you think that you until somebody, you know, you're you're uh, bending over and somebody's like, you know, spraying your banana cracks with uh you know <laughs> with paint. <laughs> <laughs> wow I feel like this is like the fourth uh, double down we've had in this match already Razor's been on the mat more than he's been up dude He's these guys keep wrestling for like three minutes and then they're like fuck it double down let's take a break man we have oh rounds. god Sid's going up to the top rope he's going to snap his leg like a toothpick <laughs> oh, alright I, I remember watching that live ugh on, on on nitro, that was freaking. I still think that's got to be the most gruesome uh, wrestling injury about, ever. Dude, on do live not TV. talk about it, dude. Good did you guys? God. Did you guys get to see that live, or were you like? Nah, flipping? I was kind of. WCW was dead to me by that point. Oh man! 
And the bad thing was that, you know, this was kind of pre-YouTube, so there wasn't an easy way to go back and see the clip. I think I had to wait until the VHS of that show came out Oof. before I actually, uh, actually Yeah, they replayed it. it. Wrestling Jesus is a time traveler, dude. Look right here in the front row. Um, front row Jesus is over here on the... Uh, no, the that's, EC, that's ECW guy. He was at, like, basically every show. He was, he yeah. was a super fan from the 90s. It was like Vladimir... And uh, and then this guy, he was at everything, uh, WWF and ECW. If it was on the East Coast, pretty much, he was there. Yeah. I was rooting for the heels as well. I like his disposable camera. Oh. It's called Howard, Look at Sean, Howard Stern like, guy. It. See, that's the thing about these teams. Like, they don't even care about one another, dude. I mean, of course, Sean didn't give a fuck about anybody, but. Oh, yeah. No, um, well, Sid was his, like, hated rival. Exactly, but that's what I'm saying. It's just kind of like did Bulldog just totally whiff on that leg yeah. drop? Yeah, yeah. absolute yeah. whiff. He missed. Yeah, and he just went back to the corner like nothing happened. And they just pinned it anyways. I think Bulldog. I think I think Bulldog just did it off instinct. He was like, "Oh, I got to break up the fucking pin." Razor was like, "Get the fuck out of here, dude!" Here's a he's Canadian. That's he whiffed on the leg, or maybe, or maybe Bulldog like realized at the last second. Oh shit, Sid's supposed to get eliminated. Let me. uh let me just go flying past everybody. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh what a power bomb on Sean. Pretty crazy. Uh, the Survivor Series a year from now, Sid would win the world championship from Sean with that exact same maneuver. Has Ahmed done a damn thing? Uh, he came in and hit that flying tomahawk on Razor Ramon after yeah, he, he got the saves, razor's edge on yeah. Sean. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. He'll be in there soon. Yeah. Gotta save up his energy, Sheen. No, no. He's- when you're on big dude season, you got to conserve energy. That's right. I mean, yeah, Bulldog hasn't been in there as much either. No, it's really been all Sean. Shocker. Look at this power bomb. I mean, he has the cardio to do so. Oh. The other two are, you know. The guys on the heavy juice need to yeah. save, up, <laughs> save up their energy. Is yeah. that what you're going for there, Marco? Yeah. I was trying to be nice, but. Sean, Sean uh, doesn't seem like the type that likes to sit on the sidelines anyway. No. I've wrestled that whole match if he has to by himself. Oh, right in the nuts. That was a straight up dick kick. Yeah. You know, he's still stomping him. Mm. I love how. Owen literally just gave Sean five straight dick kicks and Sean's still getting up wrestling. And like in modern wrestling, if you do one little like, you know, uppercut to the to the nuts, it's like you're completely incapacitated. I don't think he was actually he wasn't actually kicking him in the nuts. It was kind of the uh the lower midsection. Yeah. They sternum. Yeah, yeah, the sternum. He was getting That's the sternum. That's not his sternum. Area. He was not kicking him. I don't know what if you a, guys know where your sternum is, but it's definitely it's no. definitely not right above your you know, sorry, well, uh, sorry, Dr. Sheena. We'll say as a dude, if uh, I mean that, that probably wouldn't hurt as much, but if someone was to crouch down and do that like whole arm lift and catch everything, yeah, yeah you're going down. There's a difference between the two, so it depends on if you hit the twig or the berries, is that what yeah, you're saying? Because you, you can catch them all with that, uh, with that with like China cut. low blow, yeah, you catch everything at once, yeah, you're going down. I mean, China did have a good low blow, man, what, probably, probably the best in the in the game. It's, um, a lot of people got to see that. The yeah. uh, including the, myself. The follow through on it Martin. was uh, <laughs> oh, the dreaded Yoko's in a nerve hold. This is just rest for Yoko. Is all this is? Oh, I yeah. know. 
He still, he still looks mean, you know? He's still got the the gaze down. Now he's just chilling. Control he's your about, breath. He's thinking, yeah, he's thinking about them turkey legs and mayo oh, he's man. got in his locker. <laughs> he's got 18 hot dogs backstage he's ready to polish off. Yeah, that, that stuck with me during that documentary about them talking about Yoko, like taking straight turkey. It was, no, it was turkey necks, right? Turkey tails. Yes. Turkey tails. Yeah. yeah, turkey tails, which are basically like straight up just like cartilage and like Fat, you know what I mean? And Ugh. he would dip them in mayonnaise and eat them. Oh, yeah. What the hell is the level? Turkey tail. What the turkey. fuck? And it's I'm sure, I'm sure it was the fried. Butt, it's the butt of the turkey. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that's what Bruce Pritchard would say. They said he'd get his oil going back uh, backstage, and he would just dip the turkey tail in there, fry it, and then dip it in mayonnaise and eat it. Oh my god! Supposedly they're pretty dang good, man. They're really, really popular with like islanders and stuff. But yeah, it's like it's just the butt of the turkey. But they call it turkey tails, I guess, just to sound more marketable than turkey butt. <laughs> yeah. Who the hell was eating a turkey ass? <laughs> but think about how good like pork butt is and stuff. You know what I mean? True. Same concept. I'll try it if I could ever uh, find them somewhere. I- I'm going to try it. I think I'm going to do it just the way Yoko did it. Also. <laughs> Get a jar Hellman's out. <laughs> dip, dip it in some. Uh, we use trough. We use the good stuff, but get the tub, the tub of Hellman's, just the yeah. big giant tub. Yeah, because guaranteed he was shoving his whole fist in there. Yeah, oh, he, yeah. Had, he had the commercial um, size tub, oh, yeah. the, co- the Costco Hellman's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, R.I.P. Oh, crashes and burns. I know. No, I lo- no I half love, measures. I no half measures. I love Yoko Zuna, dude. I, he was the shit. I don't care how many turkey asses he ate. He was awesome. <clears throat> here comes the hot tag. All right, here goes. All right, Ahmed. here goes Ahmed. He's got about thirty seconds before he's uh totally gassed. He's going way too fast for a guy his size. I mean, he had a nice vertical jump over those over those ropes. Yeah, man. it was good. Dude was a beast, man. He was just so sloppy. That's why he always got hurt. Remember, he used to do like suicide dives off the top rope and everything. Yeah. Pearl River Plunge, baby. Bang. Killer finish. Perfect. Too. I mean, he's over, dude. The crowd is popping for him. Yeah. Not razors in. Just like, forget that. I'm taking him out. Ahmed's just enormous, dude. Like, that was his name before he was in uh, WWE, he was Big T. Yeah. Back up, dude. He's trying to hit you with a bulldog, dumbass. Look. Look Razor Razor's like, like, you, you motherfucker. <laughs> I love how you just did like the walking bulldog. Yeah, it's got to be frustrating. Like, you're set up for like a really cool looking move and dude's just not cooperating. He did that on purpose. Yeah. Ow. Oh. So Ray, receipts Razor's, to everybody. He's, he's pissed off at uh, Ahmed, so he's just letting everybody get it. <laughs> he's making everyone else pay for it. Oh, nice spine buster. Oh, he's gassed. You can I'll tell you, man, this dude could have been a world champ, man. If things would have broke differently, Ahmed Johnson could have been a world champion. He got stuck in that feud with the Nation of Domination that just lasted forever. Oh, oh shit. Oh, he's you not the tell- legal man, though. You could tell he was gassed. He was like, yeah. all right, just, just end this for me. He was huffing. You didn't you like tell the- Razor, Razor bit off a little more and he could chew too, dude. He, he took like a half step before he launched uh, Ahmed off, dude. 
You know, like the Ahmed Johnson who was like, you're going down. You're going, going down. down. <laughs> you're going down. Yeah, the whole, the whole arena was chanting with him, man. Oh, look who's coming back. The freshly heel one, two, three kid. I'd love to get a figure of one, two, three kid in that look also. Oh, yeah. That's we've a good gotten, one. Yeah, we got so many Xbox and stuff. I feel like we need heel one, two, three kid. By Arch Nemesis. Yeah. Just just to be clear on this Patreon exclusive, we don't own any rights to uh, the one, two, three kid. He's probably going to sue us for even talking about it. Yeah. Him. I'll take care of it. Don't worry. Yeah. I'll put him in his place again. Marco's undefeated against the one, two, three kid. <laughs> I still think he's. It's funny that he brought it up on the uh, busted open radio. Yeah, it's mm. pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I thought this guy was. I thought this guy was stealing from me. Razor Ramon goes bye bye off of the running power slam from the bulldog. Like I said, he owes the Chick Foley show because then he got sent free merch from homage. I know, right? Next time I see him, I'll be like, dude, you was big time. Yeah. I'm sure he'll really retort with a great answer to that, Marco. Yeah, I'm sure he'll, I'm sure he'll be super respectful. I'm sure he'll be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you guys are right. Super grateful. <laughs> Get him, Sean. How are you going for Sean over Yoko? I just, I'm, I'm like, I want to see Yoko wow. take the big bump. You know, he's wobbling yeah. and wobbling. Sean just got dropped. Weebles and he wobbles, but he don't fall down. It's like a palm strike. Seth don't like the Weeble Wobble song or the Weeble song. What that? What were they called? Not. I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh my god, you guys, you don't know what I'm talking about. The little people that had like the little egg shaped bottoms, and they were like toys. Yeah, and they Weebles. Yeah. And their theme song was they weeble and they wobble, but they don't fall down. You guys. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Thank you. I'm trying Marco. to help you out. Thank I mean, you, Marco. The other, the other two are just like, I feel like, you, I feel like that leg drop would kill you, man, for a shoot. Oh yeah. And that thigh came down across your skull. <laughs> oh yeah. It would, it would crush you 100%. That's how professional he was. He didn't hurt anybody actually with it. So just to set the table now, we're down to Owen Hart and Yoko, the former tag team champs, against Imagine Sean, Bulldog, and Ahmed. Every time, every time Yoko gets up here, I just Oof. think to myself, can you imagine being the guy on the, the bottom, just like... Nope. Waiting, oh. Oh. Jeez. Oh, waiting for that to fall. Because, I mean, one wrong slip, dude. If his foot slips off that rope. <laughs> you're dead. You're dead. Or at least she got a broken face. Or ribs. Face, I mean, it would it would definitely ugh. break. He would definitely break your ribs. Probably a broken sternum. Ugh. Yeah, broken sternum. <laughs> broken sternum. <laughs> the, the, the top sternum, not the bottom yeah. sternum. <laughs> exactly. Not the bread basket. The top the sternum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we're gonna see the body slam. He was like, oh, should I jump over the... No. Yeah, he was like, nah, fuck it, I'm tired. Dude, Sean has no respect for British Bulldog, by the Get way. Him. He hasn't tagged Get him, him Look at this. Oh, all right. Was that better or worse than Lex Luger's body slam? Uh, I think it's better. It's, yeah. I, like the, I like the speed and the ferocity with which yeah. he did it. You know? There was, no, there was no messing around. Bulldog, you guys could have won the match, man. What do you care if Yokozuna survives or not? I know, right? 
Sweet Chin Music. Ahmed Channels is in her Ultimate Warrior. That's a ball game. So we had Shamed as the last two. Uh, well, no, Bulldog's in there too. Bulldog oh. survived as well. Cornet. Cornet looks like a freaking clown. So what's the verdict, guys? Wild card match. Should it have been one and done, or, or is this a concept they could bring back? What do you think, Shane? No. 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 Leave it alone. I did not like this. It just think? didn't make it. It just didn't make any sense. There was yeah. no there was no cohesion at all. This was pretty bad. I think that was the reason why they never brought this back. See, I like this match, man. I don't <laughs> the like the, I don't like the concept. I thought this match worked just because the blend of guys that yeah. were in there, like right. you had a bunch of different people kind of on their way up or some of them on their way down. Just, besides Dean Douglas, I, I think everybody else in this match was very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, so I do, I do like this match. Um, but yeah, as a concept, yeah, I kind of agree. It was probably best just one and done. But, like, dude, Survivor Series was, like, the time where everybody at least got into a match. So it was cool for that reason. I mean, these guys didn't have any, like, real storyline going into this. So at least they got into a match. Which, as of now, they're only going to do one of these a year. So kind of sucks. Yeah. But then again, the roster is not the same size as it was in this time either. Let me... Uh... I'm going to pull up the actual card from the 95 Survivor Series. We'll go through the rest of these while we wait for them to oh, look, set the table. Slick Willie. Oh, we have a presidential candidate. Yeah, this event was in Washington, D.C., so of course they had to have the uh, Bill oh, Clinton Oh, I forgot about yeah, Bill Clinton. All right, so yeah, like like Jordan said, they had to dig deep on the roster uh, for uh, for these Survivor Series shows with all, with all the elimination matches. So the dark match on this show was the Smoking Guns against Public Enemy, which I don't remember Public Ooh. Enemy even being in WWF. That must have just been like a tryout-type situation. Um, the opening match was the Body Donnas against the Underdogs. Again, if there's if uh, once, once you get done listening to this podcast, if you still got an appetite for some wrestling action, go back and watch the opening match from this show because it's tremendous. Like These guys are working. The match actually, Marty Jannetty hits a top-rope powerbomb of all things in this match. Oh, hi, Brett. We'll, we'll take a pause. Look at Brett here in the hockey jersey. Hello. This is a knockdown drag out. Yeah, this is the third one-on-one pay-per-view match that uh, Brett and Diesel had at this point. They fought at King of the Ring 1994 and Royal Rumble 1995. Diesel's been champ for over a year. I don't think it's been. I don't think it was a year. I think it was a little under a year. No, because he won it. What? Let's see what day this happened. I, think it was, won, I looked it up earlier today. I think it was like three hundred fifty-eight days. Mm, let me check. All right, so was, this was November nineteenth. I want to say Diesel won the belt on. Uh, let me pull November it up on 8th. the old Wikipedia. Let's see what. It, yep. Uh, no. No spoilers, but um, you know. Uh, he ended Diesel's 358-day reign, the longest of the 1990s up to mm-hmm. that point. I was thinking the 94 Survivor Series was one of those ones that happened earlier in the month. There's uh, Brett's gear from his Ultimate Edition figure. Mm-hmm. Either way, that's still super impressive to hold the belt almost a year at this time in WWF. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, it was the longest reign of the 90s, so obviously it was pretty impressive. You're right. Brett lost the belt at Survivor Series the year prior 
uh, to Bob Backlund in their submission match. That was a huge Diesel bark too as well. Yeah, Diesel was pretty cool. He's big daddy cool. I like this red shirt this guy's wearing right behind the announce table. The white almost looks like airbrush. Oh, yeah. I think that's actually I a light gray the, shirt. I had that shirt. Is it the, uh, it looks like the, um, it's the same, the art same from as the my, back of my the jacket. Denim. Yeah. yeah. I like this Undertaker shirt. He's got soul right behind Mr. Perfect's head. Oh, yeah. He's got soul. Is that due to a security guy with like that white look jacket? At, look at that Survivor yeah. Series event shirt right there with the yes. the chick behind Mr. Perfect's wearing. That's probably the best one out of That's this whole cool, front row. Dude. The good old JR. So listen to these teams. Going back to that opening match, the Body Donnas with Skip, better known as Chris Candido, Rad Radford, Dr. Tom Pritchard, brother of Bruce Pritchard, and the one two three kid going up against the underdogs, Marty Janetti, Hakushi. Barry Horowitz, and Bob Holly. Now, that's a main event anywhere in the world. I'd love to get a, uh, a figure of Brett in this gear right here, the all pink. Look at that. Tremendous look. I mean, Pyro. that's as mage as it gets, dude. All right, 1995, Marco, who are you rooting for in this match, Bret Hart or Diesel? Oh, oh, Bret Hart. But I do love Diesel, though. But um, but the, the edge goes to Bret. Jordan? Bret Hart. Yeah, same. Hey, it's Danny Tamborelli. <laughs> My, uh... He really wasn't, for those of you who don't know. So did, so did Bret Hart rip off uh, Michael Jackson with that, that jacket design, or was that was Michael Jackson before... Well, the Beatles kind of had that look going back with like the uh, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts. I think they kind of, I think they're the kind of ones that made like the like military dress uniform style jackets like a thing. And then Michael Jackson kept it going and, you know, Brett did the same because Brett would alternate. Sometimes he'd rock just a regular leather Leather. jacket and then sometimes he'd do the ones with the, all the, the accoutrement on the shoulders and everything. Pretty dope look, though. If, if Brett gets another Ultimate Edition, I think this would be a very good choice um, for the uh, for the look. I think we I think we need an all pink Ultimate Edition. I think you could do this. You could do WrestleMania Nine against Yoko. That was the one where it was pink and the the trim was white instead of black. Or you could do uh, WrestleMania Eight against Roddy Piper. That'd be pretty cool since we just got the the Roddy Piper figure from that match. This ring rat. She's probably those kids' mom, Seth. Jesus I know, right? Christ. I don't know. She looked very excited for, for Big Daddy Cool. Look at, I mean, look at the guy. I mean, Big sexy. back in the day. Come on. Guys didn't look like that at WWF before I he know, came I'm, Here, I'm still giving the googly eyes to Brett. Does that make me a ring rat? I'm, just, I'm over here already, in that. This chick, was, that this chick yeah. was in the front row, though. She got her kids. Front yeah, row I don't tickets, know. dude. I don't know. She looked like She's she was trying kids. to be seen. She's got kids. Yeah, she got kids, so she's trying to find a big daddy to uh, take care of them. I like Diesel's look, too. I love this. He's awesome. The vest. This is a badass match. So this is no disqualification. Um, We'll kind of talk through it as it's going. But, yeah, this was... 
arguably like the most hardcore match in WWF history uh, by the time by the time it was over. Very cool pyro. Yeah, I like the ring post pyro. I'm a big fan of the uh, the golden showers instead of like you know the oh, you are? the, the, the popping <laughs> fireworks. <laughs> That's news to me. I bet you are. <laughs> you know what I mean? I always like like the Randy Orton style, like the Razor Ramon. I just feel like that looks like more prestigious, looks more mage than like just having a bunch of regular old fireworks popping off. Yeah. Nothing more prestigious than a golden shower. Yeah. <laughs> Seth likes to, you know, set the ring on fire. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's one of my favorite Brett gifts. It does the, the eyebrows. Yeah, that Brett gear is freaking awesome. He always does like a, who's he looking at when he does it? He's like, there's matches where he does like winks to people. or A lot of times he would have his, uh, his kids would be in the front row. Uh, you see a lot, a lot of times like the front row on the hard cam side at events, that's pretty much reserved for, uh, like wrestlers. That's like the VIP section and they'll rotate yeah, people in depending in on like what, what match is happening, you know? All right. So just to set the tone, we got both guys taking Brett the turn, taking buckle, the off. turn buckle pad off. No, what I always, I always liked about diesel too, when he kind of explained it, did you guys see the, uh, broken skull sessions with him? Mm-mm. And, uh, so he talks about where he got the, f- the raise of the fist from uh, when he walks out or when he gets in the ring. He got it from the uh, the 1968 Olympics. Nice. Um, oh, yeah. Tommy, Tommy Smith and I forget the other guy's name, but they raised their fists on the podium uh, when they were awarded their medals because um, he grew up in Detroit and stuff like that. So he was always like he was always with the community, we'll say, back <laughs> in the day. And he, uh, he just thought that was like a cool thing to like – to like represent, so that's why he always did that. Uh, the fists in the air, which is I thought it was pretty nice. cool. So when you yeah, see cool. that, it's like Kevin Nash had a uh, had a crazy life, man. So he's all American basketball player in high school. Actually went to the University of yep. Tennessee and played college basketball. Then when he blew out his knee, uh, yep, joined the army of all things. Went to Germany for a little bit, and then he was playing some pro basketball in Germany before he hurt his knee again. Yep, and then finally came around to uh, to pro wrestling. Yeah, he talks about. Uh, Talks about that stuff because Stone Cold's like, God damn, you're a big man. Did you play basketball? (laughs) 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 What was that like? And then, uh, you know, he went through a couple failed gimmicks there in WCW before finally finding his way. He started off as uh, Oz, which. I would still love to get a figure of that also. You know, for a few years there, Mattel was giving us the wrestle crap gimmicks. That would that would be great. Because he Oz was super toyetic. Remember with the big yeah. green uh robe and everything? I mean, we're getting a mean Mark Callis, so like anything's possible now. True. I'm kinda hyped for that. Mean Mark could go, oh, yeah. dude. He had the oh, same yeah. moveset as the Undertaker, he just didn't have the gimmick. Oh yeah, I'm excited for that figure. I think it looks good. They nailed the face scan too. Yeah, he would. He was Oz, and then he switched up, and he was Vinny Vegas, DDP's uh, bodyguard. All right, we're, we're on the outside now. We're the uh, we're back in the uh, in the aisle. I'm pretty sure I had this exact same uh, outfit. This kid right here in the the front corner is wearing with the blue plaid. The blue plaid, yeah. Did you have the uh, beret also? I never had a beret. Um, Surprisingly enough, I probably wanted one if I remember back. 
He's got the had some generic Tim's. Just some Tim's. Yeah, they weren't real Tim's though. He's he's got the Fims on. <laughs> the Tim's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had some Fims. Yeah. I, I was, was like, you uh, ain't getting two hundred dollar boots. Fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, I was hardcore tomboy. I used to dress, uh, you know, interestingly. She does rocking the baggy jeans and Tim's. Best believe it. <laughs> lots of plaid, lots of denim, lots of um, hooded shirts. And that was a that was a look back in the day. Yeah. Hoodies. Mm-hmm. Hoodies, flannels, hooded, any hooded type vests, of hooded flannels. Yeah. Yep. All of it. Now, now all I can think about is getting one of these WWE cameraman or WWF cameraman jumpsuits. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> I'm like, I need this freaking romper, dude. Get up wrestling for some. He does. He does have some. He had some at the uh, whatever their last event was. I can't remember what it was. was How it does he get this stuff? So it was SummerSlam. Yeah, they had a SummerSlam pop up. And he had like three different ones. Of course, they were higher than Giraffe Punani. <laughs> yeah, those cannot be cheap. Mm-mm. Come on, Sheena, you're good at making shit. Make one. That's true. Yeah, I could bring some coveralls from work. Oh yeah, I could totally make some out of the out of your old. Uh, do they still wear those coveralls yeah, in the navy? I wear those every day at work. Yeah, it's basically the same outfit. Spread's basically just getting murdered so far this match. Yeah, Diesel hasn't even broke a sweat yet. Yeah, he's getting getting his ass kicked. You guys think Sean and Diesel braided each other's hair backstage? They're both rocking the pony braid tonight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He definitely did. No doubt. Nothing wrong with that. Mm. Nothing little with a little... uh, Mm. That was a stiff bump. Male hair bonding. I mean, Brett always made stuff look like more devastating than it did. He was just, just that good at that. I actually had to slap some Starburst out of Sheena's hand. <laughs> uh, trying to give the listeners some ASMR action. Oh, yeah, it's bad enough eating on the podcast, but yeah, you got a crinkly wrapper, and then both candies inside of it are also individually wrapped. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be like... You know you like that. It's like ASMR. Slash. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> I want one of these chairs, man. This is your Virus Series 95 chair. There's still got to be a few of those uh, floating around. Let me uh, let me do a quick eBay search, see what's out there for, for oh. this event. Well, head up wrestling for sale. He probably knows where you can find one. I haven't really seen him come through with the chairs that yeah, often. Yeah, I've never seen him really have Shipping costs probably chairs. too high. That's true. And he has to store all this stuff, so he doesn't keep a lot yeah. of like. Uh, so know. the most expensive thing on um, on eBay right now related to this event, if you guys remember that event shirt we talked about that uh, we saw the young lady wear it in the front row, it's got the American flag uh, backdrop with Brett and Diesel staring each other down. That is on eBay right now. How, how much do you think it is, Jordan? Mm. It's in it's in decent condition. What size is it? that makes a difference too? It's a large, in decent condition. Not perfect, but it's definitely passable. I'll say, I'll say six hundred. 
650 bucks, yeah. dude. Oh, wow. Yeah. Then let me see if that's a buy it now or if that's a, uh, a 650 or a best offer. So, yeah, pretty cool. Hopefully one of the uh, the bootleggers that we're friends with will uh, will do a repro on that because that is a cool shirt, especially with the flag in the background. All right, let's see what the... The last time that shirt came up, it went for six twenty. Jesus Christ! A first, a first print version of the Coliseum video of this went for two hundred and fifty bucks. Wow! Still sealed. It's it's still sealed, like brand new, like never never been opened. I swear that to God, I want to be like Marty McFly. Like you don't need the sports almanac. You just need to go back to these freaking WWE shows and collect all the freaking merch, dude. Yep. That's really it, though. There's not a lot out there on this event. I just searched sold items, Survivor Series '95, and there's one of the event shirts and then the uh, yeah, oh, that, that sealed Brett's VHS. <clears throat> Brett, Brett bite the forehead. Yeah, he's pissed. Here we he's go. He's biting the back of the head now. Mm. There's one 90s Survivor Series ringside chair on eBay right now, and it's the 97 one. What's it go for? It has nine bids and it's at $630. Good God. Yeah, I saw our friend Sour Chin Music. He's got the uh, the Survivor Series 97 shirt coming back out right now. But as iconic as that event is for the Montreal Screwjob, I never really liked the branding that went with that show. Remember, it was all about gang rules. That was uh, supposed to be that event. In addition to the Brett and Sean, that was supposed to be the culmination that like year long string of matches between nation of domination, Los Bariquas and uh, disciples of apocalypse. And that was kind of what was on all the, the posters and branding and everything. So I kind of passed on, on the, the, the re-release of the t-shirt. Damn dude. There's a, so there's, there's a red chair and there's a black chair from that pay-per-view. The last black one that was sold, it was, it was on best offer, but the, the price that was listed was 1988. Damn. And it got a best offer and it sold on September 16th. That's insane. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Do you see that? The ticket stub? Dude, the ticket stub went for 1900 man. Damn, dude. That's insane. You know, uh, Peter Rosenberg has Brett's glasses from that night. Oh, does he? He says that he does. There's no, like, actual proof that those- well brett used to date it for his big pay-per-views brett writes a little inscription on the glasses but did so they say somebody faked it but he, he did he say that they had the inscription because i remember he got yeah, them from they, like they, a friend yeah, this, the inscription's on there like they're all all indications are that they uh it's them yeah this uh yeah the chairs that's actually the most that's all survivor series stuff man i just searched survivor series sold listings high to low and that is uh that is the most expensive. The, the chair is the most expensive. Second most is that ticket stub. I wonder if that's the same seller. Dude, some of these prices on the 90s chairs are just ridiculous. Yeah. Good God. I'm looking at this like 95 Royal Rumble chair autographed, 1300 bucks. That's insane, dude. That's like yeah, that was the same seller, dude. So some dude made almost four thousand bucks off of two eBay items. Wow, he's probably said static. Yeah, there's not a lot of love for Survivor Series, man. There's a Deadly Game chair, Survivor Series '98, that went for five hundred. Not a lot of uh, not a lot of Survivor Series merch. 
people are you think people are hanging on to it or what do you, what do you think the what's the reason i just think survivor series it's just it's faded man I, you know because uh because we remember what it was we know how we know how important survivor series really is but i think for people who have gotten into wrestling in the last you know 10 15 hell maybe even 20 years they're probably looking SummerSlam, rumble and wrestlemania for, yeah, for you're their right. items that yeah. makes a lot of sense yeah I think something they could do that would make it mage again is move it back to Thanksgiving Eve. That would be something to differentiate it and make it unique and, or even Thanksgiving night. I know they probably don't, the talent probably don't want to uh, have to be away and doing a show on Thanksgiving night, but I think that would be cool too. Like imagine if, you know, that's what you had to look forward to at the end of the night, at the end of the night on Thanksgiving, you got football all day and you got survivor series that night. I don't even think, I mean, even if you did it on black Friday, because everybody's home on Black Friday for the most part. I mean, other than, you know, our poor, yeah. our poor retail Switch workers. It up though, yeah, I think any, but, any uh, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday Thanksgiving week would be excellent. Well, they're not going to do it on. They wouldn't do it on Thanksgiving night because they'd have to go head to head with NFL at night. Oh uh, yeah, that's yeah. right. I forgot about NFL doing the primetime game. So yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Thanksgiving Eve. That's what it started off as the first few years. Because that's why they moved uh, Royal Rumble to Saturday next year is because of NFL. Yep. Because the season's mm. a week longer, so usually mm. that weekend is the weekend of the um, Pro Bowl. Usually that's team. the Pro Bowl weekend. Oh, this yeah. year it's Conference Championship weekend. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I think Khan, like they he talked about uh, they're looking to do more Saturday pay-per-views next year. It's so, so much better, Saturday yeah. pay-per-views. Yeah, I love Saturday pay-per-views. Oh, what's Brett got up his sleeve? He's tying a uh, camera cord around the... Uh, Around the ring post. Giving it the old Boy Scout knot. Yeah, no, right. He was spending time with that thing. Do they have Boy Scouts in Canada? I don't know. Have to check it out. It's the Boy Scouts of Canada? I think hey, so. It's Boy Scouts Canada, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Earl Hebner, you piece of shit. Brett should just turn around and clock his ass right now. <laughs> Yep, yeah. Scouts Canada. What's he doing here? Oh, he's tying up. Uh, he's tying up. Uh, tying his ankle up, man. He's putting putting the big man on a leash. Ah. Wicked, uh, like little leg whip to the face. Yeah, and he's got it was um, extra damage because he's got those um, rhinestones on the <laughs> pants. I thought about that last at AEW last night. There was a lot of rhinestone heavy gear. I was just thinking, like, that shit's got to hurt. Like when somebody's like, you know, just rubbing that what across about, your face. What about the young bucks and those damn uh, huh? knee pads? Can you yeah. imagine oh, if they the, accidentally uh, fell the wrong way? And, like, yeah, the tack know. pads. Yeah. And the perp, the the what was it, like a pink mustache, pink yeah. beard. Yeah, purplish pink beard. <laughs> Dude, those guys go all out. That's another chair. That's about two thousand bucks right there, Brett. Yeah. Tread lightly, my friend. That was that was specific one that's in the ring. That's probably worth like five thousand. Yeah. But this is the actual chair that uh, Brett used. Mm. Still got sweat on it. Brett sweat. Sheena would pay top dollar for that. I would. Then I could make my own. I could, you know, through. Uh, DNA and all that I can use to my, make my own little Bret Hart. <laughs> oh all right, now you're getting weird. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, this is taking a turn for the worse. 
God, you guys, you never seen Big Bang Theory where he makes his own Leonard Nimoy? Mm, get him, Brett. No, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay silent on that. Get him, Brett. Shades of '97, Brett here, working heel, showing his vicious side. I have, I have some choice words for the, uh, for Big Bang Theory that I'll Ooh. keep off this show. Don't speak ill of Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory is an, is a great show. Wow. Okay. No sell. No sell of Big Bang Theory. You guys I mean, all- it's all right. It's like, it's whatever. Jordan, you you're a Big Bang guy. <laughs> I mean, I am a Big Bang guy, just not the show. <laughs> I got you. Wow. Wow. Sheen, I think you're on your own on this one. Yeah. <clears throat> Backbreaker. It's a big dude for Brett to get up. To the strength, the strength of Brett. Brett, the hitman, hard with that. Yeah, Brett was stout, man. What I like about this match too, like it looks like it, it's not just some like big dude like beating the crap out of a little guy. Like it looks almost like equal. Yeah. Like Brett Hart is is like even though Diesel's like seven feet tall. And it just uh, looks like a fight, man. Like there's no like over the top spots. Like these guys are just fucking brawling, dude. Yeah, it doesn't look ridiculous. It doesn't look like oh Brett like realistically it's not like oh Brett Hart would be able to beat Diesel. Like it looks like he has a legit shot like in a street fight that he would he would beat Diesel if he needed to. Dude, after touching the ring ropes, it like literally pains me every time they do one of those those falls where the they get top. racked on the top yeah. rope. Oh like, yeah, dude, how did they even finish the match after that? Ruptured testicle. Oh god! <laughs> Surely they wear um, cups or something. Uh, I think probably just jockstrap. What or does that, that do? Rest- that just holds it holds it in place or what? Well, yeah, it keeps everything tight to your body so it can't get like pulverized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told you, man. Pulverized. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, it's not going through a blender. Pulverized. It's like a grind. Hey, I mean, you ima- imagine, imagine if... Um... <laughs> Have you ever stepped on a grate, dude? Yeah, but I don't wear a jock strap when I step on a grate. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that. If you were a grape, you would. Yeah. <laughs> It would probably pulverize it if Yoko did a leg drop on your uh, groin. Oh. oh my god! Dude, yeah. All right, that's enough. Your kids wouldn't be able to have kids. Oh, Brett with the used uh, to hate those like turnbuckle. Yeah, the front buckle and, and no no uh, pad there either. That shit had to hurt. I mean, it would look like the ring like shifts a few inches whenever Brett would take that bump. He would hit it so hard. Yeah. Here we go. God. Jeez. He talks about that in his book. He says nobody takes a front buckle like me. Oh no, definitely not. No, he's 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 right about that. I don't even really see anybody even try to take that bump anymore. That's kind of just he kind of just made that his own. Yeah, you see like you see a few people like like Dolph Ziggler does it sometimes and like but not as obviously not as good. But you see some people try to do it. I I just don't think people just do it out of respect, probably. Like, we can't pull this off. You know what's funny? We talked earlier watching the wild card match about how, uh, you know, Adam Ugh. Cole and the Bucks, they really seem like, you know, offshoots of Shawn Michaels. Yeah. I can't really think of anybody nowadays that I would say is like offshoot of Brett. He was just so unique in the mix of the technical ability and just the, the realism, really, I think, is what, what really set him apart. 
Yeah, I could. I you guess guys got anybody that. that you would would say is the closest thing to him nowadays? I mean, as far as like technical brawler type of thing, you don't. Uh, you have to go Brian Danielson. I'm assuming, like active and active yeah, wrestler. He's got some of like the Muay Thai like striking stuff that Brett never did. I think. Yeah. I think Kurt Angle was kind of kind of close to it back when Kurt Angle was kind of at his peak. But even that, he had a lot of the suplexes and stuff. There's no. There hasn't been like. I feel like there hasn't been another Bret Hart since Bret left. You know? No, definitely, definitely not. We, I mean, we've he, had we've he, had people that have been described as like the next Shawn Michaels or the next whoever. But yeah, I still don't feel like we've seen the next Bret Hart yet. He's like he's uh, it's yeah. It'd be hard to like put someone in that category. He's a, he's really. I mean, he was a, the best there is, best there was, and the best there ever will be. That's a, that's he wasn't lying when he said it. I mean, no one else says that about themselves. They might say they're the best in the world, or you know, they're the greatest of all time, but they don't say they're the best there ever will be. You know, so I mean, goes to show you right there. Yeah, breath man. It's definitely one of a kind. And Brett didn't need a lot of freaking, you know, over the top promos and all that kind of stuff. You know, he just kept it, kept it low key. Kept yeah. it low key. Yep. And Wore a Canadian tuxedo and kept it low key. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He'll. I, I love Hill Bret Hart though. Yeah, that was like my favorite Brett time. Was awesome. Of just him like shooting on America and all that stuff, dude. That was, was gold. Boom. Oh. We finally got a good bulldog. <laughs> Razor's in the back watching that, like you mother. <laughs> like, See ya, man. That's how yeah. you do it. That was my spot. <laughs> no, Razor's probably already back at the hotel. <laughs> Brett's getting his shit in now. Side rushing yeah. leg sweep. Always look good. Even though he's like dead tired too, and it looked great. Oh, the the uh, pilgrim lady's getting into it. Yeah. <laughs> she's well, yeah. That's you know, she's wearing a Brett shirt. That's who she came here to see. She's like, I didn't land on this country for you guys. A, oh, a horrible a match. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna be me in forty years <laughs> with the big collar. Mm-hmm. Get him, Brett. <laughs> oh, oh man, crashes oh, and he, burns. He, oh, he walked away. He did the. Uh, he did the Samoa Joe before Samoa Joe. You know, you ever see those clips where he just walks away from someone going to dive on him? Yeah. <laughs> he literally just did the same thing. That was a wicked bump. Mm-hmm. Get up, Brett. Yeah, that was a that was quite the tumble right there. I remember, like, uh, you know, I told you guys this was my eleventh birthday party. It was basically getting this event, and I remember I was like having fun, like hanging out, and I just remember being just like sitting three feet in front of the TV, just petrified that Brett was going to lose this match. All right, here we he go. Would kick everybody out of his birthday party and say, "Call your Oh parents. yeah, party would have been over. You are about to see the first ever table spot in WWE history. Boom. Oh. <laughs> Wicked. Look at listen to the audience, dude. All, look at all the kids coming forward to the, uh, barricade. Like, what the, like, hell? Yeah. What the hell? People had we had never seen anything like it at this point. We're, and we're the cool thing about it, it is like 
you see there's no they didn't move the they didn't move the TVs or anything. It seemed much nope. more organic than table spots nowadays, but yeah. I mean, Brett crashed through that look table. Look at this look at this guy in the leather jacket. He's pissed. He's like, "How dare you? How yeah, I mean, dare you?" Just look at this place. That changed the tone of the whole arena. Brett talked yeah, in his he, book. He got the idea. He had been seeing some of the stuff that Sabu was doing on the indies and in ECW, and that was what inspired him to bring this spot to uh, to WWE. That's awesome. And of course, of course, it was the Spanish announce table, the start of a uh, yeah. trope. Look at yep. this poor Spanish announcer just selling it for all he's worth over here. He's Dude, that, that table's like legit, bang, like hardwood. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's no yeah, that's no gimmick table, man. I mean, yeah. he straight smashed through that thing. Look at this kid that, in the that front is a row with hardwood table, dude. The kid in the front row with the drip, with the penguins jersey and the Tims on. Hell yeah, Chain shorts dripping. Yeah, don't worry, kid. Little did they know there would be there would be a actually no the when did not ECW so it was actually starting up right right around now, right? Yeah, uh, like, it was still East. I, I'm not sure if it was Extreme Championship Wrestling at this point, or if it was still Eastern Championship Eastern, Wrestling. Yeah. But, but it was going. Like I said, Sabu had a huge buzz going on the Indies at this time, and and Brett had heard about some of these crazy spots he was doing at the table. So, so oh, we man, saw Brett you- crash and burn over the top rope. We saw him get smashed through the table, and now it's all over. But the crying. All we got to do man. is hit the jackknife. One, two, three. Brett's fucked. Oh man. Or man, is he? Imagine a Brett Sabu match. Oh, that'd be crazy. <laughs> Look at Play this. Possum. Finish him off with a power bomb. Look at that wedgie. All right, Cheeto. Diesel. Put yourself down. Diesel's gonna show just a uh, just a touch of mercy here. That's where he, this is where he messes up. No mercy. We were, we were talking about uh, earlier with like. You know, Emma Johnson gassing out in like two seconds. Uh, Diesel showed he could yes. put on a whole yes. match and still perform. We get we get a hard MFR from uh, Diesel. Brett pulled the wool over his eyes. This is when he's I like, I'm out the this, door. Though. I mean, oh. Brett's a three time champ. The only other person who had done that at this point was uh, Hulk Hogan, but instead it gets overshadowed because oh. we got to let Diesel get these stiff ass jackknives in. Brett talked about this in his book also. He said these jackknives were uh, kind of unnecessarily stiff. So, yeah, they definitely kind of overshadowed Brett being the champ for the third time here but with Diesel's heel turn. I feel like they could have saved this for, for Raw the next night, but whatever. At least Brett won the match. Oh, yep. Jeez. That's a serious freaking powerbomb. Put some stank on it. He's going to eat a land right, Brett. I mean, that's not, not all Diesel's fault. He's just going to... Brace yourself, dude. I don't know how you land when somebody's just slant, throwing <laughs> yeah. you to the freaking to the deck. And why did he hand Diesel the belt and just have him like throw it down? Earl Hebner is a certified bitch. He's terminated yeah, he's on a- site status, man. <laughs> Yeah. Fuck Earl Hebner. Oh my god. He's a certified bitch. If I ever see Earl Hebner in person, I'll slap the tape that is now. Earl Hebner is TOS, man. <laughs> hey, you're going to reach back for a slap and he's going to fucking hit you with a fucking brass knucks. I'm fucking Earl If I ever Just, see Earl Hebner, if I go to a WrestleCon, I see Earl Hebner, he's getting fucked up. On site. He's on site beef. Yes. <laughs> I will sucker punch his old ass. That's hilarious. You won't. I will. You won't. I will. With Bret Hart glasses on. 
<laughs> All right, uh, Jordan, give us your uh, your final thoughts on these uh, these last two matches of uh, Survivor Series '95 as we I mean, get the, f- the highlight montage to send us home. They're fun, man. The traditional Survivor Series match always always hits different, uh, especially the '90s ones because you get. I mean, we had eight main event stars in that match, other than mm-hmm. Shane Douglas, I guess seven, uh, and then Brett and Diesel. I mean, what more can you say? Fantastic match. Great yeah. finish. It was, it was just a great show. Hell yeah. Uh, Marco, do you think that's Kevin Nash's best match of his career? Uh, it might be, actually. That was like a really great performance by uh, by him. So, yeah, I w- I w- I'll probably say yes. For I think that. it's between that and the, the In Your House, April 96, Good Friends, Better Enemies, the street fight with Shawn Michaels. I think those two were... <laughs> Probably his two yeah. best matches. Uh, but yeah, fun show. Like I said, this one was a uh, definitely a soft spot for me just for all the reasons we talked about during it. Love those matches. Love seeing Brett get that uh, that third world championship. Uh, Sheen, give us some closing thoughts for all the Premium Foley fan members as we sign off tonight. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of our Survivor Series Watch Along. And um, it, it'll certainly, even though there was a little bit of hijinks and a little bit of craziness and it was a little bit of a wild card, it's certain to be better than the 2021 Survivor Series match. There goes Sheena with the negativity again. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. And uh, yeah, appreciate all the support.